And stayed off that rim. He was oh, no. tipped oh, oh, hey, 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 Vincenzo hey. tied up. Hornswoggled, befuddled. Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding. I am Dave DeFore. Later on the show, what's wrong with the Wizards? We're going to talk to Fred Katz and find out. And we're going to try a new segment, the Daily Ding Mailbag. You ask questions and we'll answer them. But first, Waz and I are going to break down the Bucks and Blazers. Uh, Waz, the, the Blazers pulled this out 118-103 on C.J. McCollum's back. He went for 40. He was just ridiculous tonight. Evan Turner threw in 16 with 11 boards. Uh, Giannis with uh, 23, 9, and 6 very casually. Middleton had 22. Brooke Lopez also had 22. Uh, Waz, the, the Blazers are really frustrating to me because they can just hit shots that other teams can't. It's really hard to kind of judge what they do because they just hit some crazy stuff. Yeah, they they have two of the best shot makers in the NBA and CJ had that on full display, but I think the Bucks made it way easier on them than they needed to. And I understand coach buds, like straight up conservative pick and roll strategy where it's like, everybody's going to sag in the paint and we're just, we're just going to let people who play in the NBA shoot wide ass open threes. But you know, I, I, I don't see how this could work. And again, I'm projecting forward because I think obviously Talent wise, they're right there with Boston, right there with Toronto. Uh, but h- how does this work projecting forward with teams like Toronto and Boston that could fill it up? The, the, the like your strategy against the Portland Trailblazers can't be to let them shoot 43 threes. Like that, that just can't be. That just can't be what your strategy is. These guys, they love to shoot, and it's so funny because. One of my favorite and and Nate Jones pointed pointed this out to me on Twitter as well. One of my favorite things about the Bucks is that now that Bud's over there, all they do is shoot threes, and so they realize that it's a good strategy. So why right. are they letting other teams doing do it? Yeah, yeah, it's they're so they're strange. Dropping back on almost everything, I, and again, it's early, and I'm I'm assuming they're gonna they're gonna kind of switch this up a little bit. They did a little bit tonight uh, or last night with. Uh, taking Lopez out on the ball handler a little bit more often um, and stuff like that. But they're going to have to get better at that and plain and simple. They're going to have to run these teams off the line. And it's not, and that's not to say that a sag back approach is, you know, death to whoever uses it. It's that your approach on pick and roll should be matchup dependent, right? Like if you consider yourself to be a serious team, a team of people who aren't complete idiots at basketball, like, you know, sometimes you want to meet the guy at the level. Sometimes you want to be super aggressive and make him give it up. Sometimes you want to sag back. Like, obviously, there's a bunch of different ways to deploy your pick and roll coverage. But it, if you're a serious team, it should be matchup dependent. And you see that with teams like, say, the Spurs, right, which is an extreme example of this, where they straight up, again, like, within possessions, they'll do different pick and roll coverages. You know what right. I mean? Let alone, um, you know, whether it be quarter by quarter or score dependent or whatever, like they straight up know how they want to handle every single pick and roll situation that they're going to encounter against every single team. And I get I get that the Bucks aren't there yet, but it's really frustrating to see them just let teams just bombs away like this. Yeah, I mean, and and this is one of those things where the drop back strategy is going to work like 80, 85 percent of the time. Right. And, and this was something that they weren't doing. Uh, last year with Jason, yeah, Kidd, they were doing this the crazy Jason Kidd thing. They were way too hyper aggressive, right? Yeah. And I, and I believe, you know, I'm just I'm just guessing here, 
But my thought is that Bud wants to make sure that the principals are there. Uh, this is a pretty young team and that they then will, will get more aggressive as they progress. See, I think that's an as backwards approach. Cause this is the easiest principle to teach. Stay your <laughs> ass home. Like, stu- like right, that's, stuff you've been doing your whole, the whole time like, you've been playing basketball. Oh, you mean I don't have to actually run out of the shooter? Sure. I'll do that. Like, that's why that's so weird to me. It's like, that seems like something you could teach on the fly rather than, you know, the more aggressive stuff or the more not even aggressive, just nuance, just straight up knowing your opponent, knowing your matchup, knowing your scouting report. But that's enough bashing on the bucks. I do want to say, though, Dave, um, the cool thing, again, I can't say this enough about watching this team. They have a lot of ways to score. I mean, they're not a disaster in the half court. And obviously, you and I know in open court, they're absolute freaking deadly. So it's cool to see them. They're bombing away. They're not a disaster in half court anymore. Uh, I like I feel like the point Giannis uh, experiment from years ago is actually paying dividends because he makes some of the coolest reads when he's in the post, when he's driving like he makes great reads now. He looks like he's playing high lie. Sometimes yep. with some of these passes, it's pretty incredible. I mean, yep. you got Tony Snell pulling up for three in transition, and it doesn't it. seem weird. Yeah, it's great. So, you know, we got to give Bud his credit for what he's done with the offense. Hey, guys, join us every Wednesday for the back-to-back Wednesday challenge. Go to FanDuel.com slash B2B. Sign up, get $5 in your bank, and you can play with B2B listeners every week. Shout-out to last week's winner and special guest from this week's Bomb Pod, Rich Guns. He took home the victory in our special fan contest where the winner appears on a Count the Ding show. And when you're not doing that, you can play every day with FanDuel's three-point challenge, and it's 100% free to play every single night until December 1st. Here's how it works. Pick three players. Get one point for every three-point shot they hit. Your Moneyball player gets two points for every three-pointer. So be sure to choose wisely. Finish with the most points on any night, and you win a share of the $200 nightly prize and an entry into the $20,000 final on December 5th. Win more cash and entries into the final by playing every night until December 1st. The more nights you win, the more entries you get. Sounds simple? We certainly hope so. Start playing for free at FanDuel.com backslash B2B. That's FanDuel.com backslash B, the number two, B. In Dallas, the the Mavericks pull out a victory over the hapless Washington Wizards, 119 to 100. The Wizards are terrible. They're now two and eight. Uh, John, John wall, Bradley Beal and Otto Porter combined for 62 points. No one else on the squad had over 10. Luca actually didn't have a great game, but still wound up with 23, six and three assists. Uh, Wes Matthews with 22 had five made threes. Uh, there's a lot of trouble in DC and it's not just in the white house. This team is disjointed. They're, the chemistry is horrific. They can't rebound. They're bottom five in the league in offense and defense. And I talked to Fred Katz from the Athletic DC and the host of the Wizards After Dark podcast about it. Fred, uh, thanks for joining us. Um, how is DC treating you so far? It's been great. It's a great city. Uh, the beat has given me uh, something to write about. There have been a few things that have uh, that have uh, acquired some attention or required some attention. So it's been good. 
Yeah. The, the wizards have played uninspiring basketball so far this season. They're actually 26th in both offensive rating and defensive rating. Uh, what's going on with their rebounding that that's insane. You know, um, even, even with Dwight, they haven't really looked good. Of course, he's not a hundred percent, uh, rib eating aside. What, what is the deal with the rebounding? Their guards and their wings don't really rebound is part of it. I mean, with Dwight there, they haven't been like worse than the NBA. Overall, they have been worse than the NBA. They actually just climbed in the, as of the time we're recording this on Tuesday night, they just climbed into 29th in defensive rebound rate uh, past Minnesota. So, so they are not the worst in the league in defensive rebound rate, which has kind of been the issue all season that they've all been harping on defensive rebounds. That's a problem. Defensive rebounds. Meanwhile, they're last in offensive rebound rate and they're last in overall rebound rate. Uh, in the two games that Dwight's been back, they've been bad, but they haven't been like worse than the NBA bad. They've been just like bottom 10 in the NBA bad. Uh, maybe that's just what they are. Markeith Morris is not really a rebounding four. He's a below average rebounding four, especially for a guy who's like as physical as him. It has that reputation as kind of being a physical brooding guy. He's not really a rebounder or a screen setter that you think based on his reputation. Um, you know, John Wall is not a great rebounder. Beal's not a great rebounder they play really small in their second unit for the most part and Mahimi uh, while he's been okay protecting the rim has not been a rebounder when he has played so uh, they've just they've just I don't I think it's really more of a personnel thing than it is anything else how much of this can you can you chalk up this poor play just in general not necessarily the rebounding how much of it is a chemistry issue uh, clearly there are some personality conflicts within the team that have existed for a while um, and now you're adding Dwight Howard to the mix and who knows how that's going to go but but would you say the chemistry is off on this team yeah I think that's clear uh, yeah I, I think the chemistry is absolutely off I mean even taking taking like putting aside the whether there are issues in the locker room or, you know, guys playing the blame game on, on, you know, not playing defense or whatever it is like effort is not there in moments. And it's very clear sometimes for long moments, sometimes a moment in this case is an entire game. You, you go back, you look at that 32 point loss to the Clippers guys just aren't playing help defense. They're just deciding not to play help defense. John wall is hitting screens when he's defending in the pick and roll and just deciding, you know what? I think I'll just stay right here. When I hit the screen, instead of trying to fight through, uh, when they were switching more for the first four, seven, uh, for the first seven games of the season or so, they kind of wanted to switch everything. And when they want to switch everything, it's not like they're they're saying no matter what they're going to switch. They're kind of doing it the way that Houston does it, which is, you know, contact switches. So somebody hits a screen or something like that guy defending the back end calls switch. And then they switch. They're just kind of doing it out of laziness moments where they don't need to switch. You see guys guarding the front ends of pick and rolls calling switches when normally it's the guy on the back end. And that's just a sign of chemistry and cohesion, not being there. Like, I think that all leads to the defense. I think that all leads to, guys not finding guys in the right moments on offense and guys not spacing the right way. And uh, I think, I think that's all a product of that. So I would say that's pretty easily the number one reason, just a lack of chemistry, a lack of cohesion, why the team isn't playing up to its talent level. Well, so far this week, you've had Stephen A. Smith calling for Bradley Beal to be traded. You've had Zach Lowe writing a big piece about how the Wizards are going to have to trade John Wall. Uh, Otto Porter seems to be in every single trade machine uh, iteration. It, it does feel like this is a team that's that's destined to make a move and it's just, they're just going to have to, of course, there's some weird cap stuff uh, that they have going on, but is that your sense from being around the team that the only way they're going to fix these, these issues is to make a move? Maybe. Um, I mean, I think it depends on what your definition of fix the issues is. 
I think if your your definition of fix the issues is put the team in the best chance to win a championship at some point in the next 20 years, then the answer is yes. <laughs> uh, but if your if your definition is make sure that they can hit their peak come the 2019 postseason, I don't know if that's necessarily it. And and I don't say that because I think this group is going to turn it around and they can get into the playoffs hot and they can win the East if they get close. Like, I don't believe that. I, I just think that, like, I don't know what John Wall can get you. There are some people in the league who believe that you, like, have to – that you're you can't get anything for Wall because, like you mentioned, the cap issues and the weird contract that he has with the Supermax kicking in next year on top of a trade kicker that he's got, which complicates things. Like, there are people who think – and, and there are people who think that he is on the verge, not necessarily there yet, but that he's on the verge of you having to attach an asset to have to get rid of him. So I don't know like what you're necessarily getting back for him. Uh, if you end up unloading Beal, then maybe you can get some really good stuff. Bradley Beal's on a reasonable contract. He's an awesome player. Uh, like you can, you can get back a good package for Bradley Beal, but I don't know if that package that you get back to him back for him is good because it's going to help you more than Beal would in the 2018-19 season. It might just be a, a, a load of good assets that can help you down the line. So there, there are a lot of things. And like, you know, Porter is a very good player, but he's also on a very big contract. So I don't know if unloading those guys, maybe it's an addition by subtraction thing. Not that any of those guys are bad players. They're obviously on their face and in vacuums, good players. But we talked about the chemistry. Maybe it's just you get rid of a guy and all of a sudden the chemistry is better and you get rolling. Uh so that's definitely a possibility, but just from a pure basketball sense, I don't see a way in which you unload one of those guys and you make your team like definitively better for this year. And if that's what the Wizards want, then I could see them just trudging through with this roster for the most part. Well, it's uh, definitely going to be interesting. Uh, I'm looking forward to reading all of your pieces, uh, in particular, any more rib content that you've got uh, on the athletic DC. Uh, thanks. For joining us. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me in Charlotte. The Hornets fend off the Hawks 113, 102 behind Kemba's 29 and seven assists. Uh, Trey young puts in 18 and Jeremy Lynn with 19 off the bench for the Hawks. Uh, was does miles bridges hate rims. That guy is just trying. He's trying to break every basket in the league. It would seem that way. Or he's been watching Russell Westbrook tapes for the last damn near 10 years. <laughs> and, and, but that, that jam that he put down tonight, that was, that was beautiful. That Robert. was just a perfect 10. Rob, are, are we going to get him in the dunk contest? Speaking of perfect 10. I mean, coming into the season, we weren't really, uh, I don't think the hopes were high for many Charlotte representatives at the all-star game. Kemba's having a great year. Why not get miles bridges in there? Maybe put a, put a little, uh, you know, Malik monk in the three point contest. We can have a nice, uh, huge Charlotte coming out party at the all-star game. But yeah, I mean, this guy bridges, uh, he's insane. It's, it's the way he dunks so strong. He's a big guy. He's a strong guy. After the dunk, he did the Vince Carter rev up against Vince Carter. Um, I think this guy could pull out a lot of 
a lot of good tricks. But to the bigger point of the Hornets, I mean, you know, they're they're just above five hundred. But Kemba's having a great season, man. I mean, he just continues to. I mean, twenty nine and seven tonight continues to lead the way for a Hornets team. You know, really trying to contend for the playoffs and and really trying to make a showing. Like I said at the All Star game, I think that's really important to MJ and the franchise. Kemba's yeah, an All Star. He's, he's that season that fell in the forest. That's right. But, but you know what? I, th- I got a prediction. I think Kemba is not only is he an all-star, I think he's also going to be the all-star MVP. I think that they're going to make that happen. Well, in a game that I might be the only person that cares about in Phoenix, the, the Nets pull out a 22 point victory, 104 to 82 over the Suns. Uh, superstar Karis LeVert. I mean, he is just on a roll to start the season. He puts up 26, five boards, uh, had some really nice defense tonight. Devin Booker, 20 points on six of 21 shooting. And that oof, is brutal. Um, he had some choice words for his teammates after the game. Uh, holding each other accountable um, and being okay with that. You know, I think all, all good teams you know, have that trust um, and chemistry where you're able to get on each other and you know, know that it's for a better purpose. So for us, I don't think we have that right now. We're not comfortable with each other. We don't step on each other's toes. We don't push each other. And I think that's what we need to do. Yeah, Was, you, you he pretty is much not got happy. it. Yeah, he is you, not you, happy. You, you, oh, uh, Devin Booker. I, I guess <laughs> he's not he happy one of, with the effort. He was one of these people who foolishly thought Cleveland, uh, Cleveland, excuse me, Phoenix was going to matter this season. You're talking about, all right, that's, a, that's like a sub- sub pod to me because I thought they might compete because they got wow, a reason. Really? Hey, yeah, I thought they'd not compete like for yeah, real, but I thought they'd be, they'd be like fire You thought right. they'd be like 34 wins or something? Yeah, th- maybe maybe mm. 40 was like the ceiling, right? Oh, that's oh. You know no, what I'm no, saying? No, no. Like they have guys right. who like Ariza, even Anderson, even if he is washed, you know, they, they still have vets though on the team that would make you think like, yes, all right, they're not going to be guys bad. who can be used by players who actually have some sort of basketball IQ. <laughs> That's the problem. I'm is that, sorry, like, bro. The vets they don't there. have those yeah. kind of players on their team. Like guys that are going to actually, you know, like James Harden, when he was the first to realize like, no, Ryan Anderson, just shoot from 30. And Josh Jackson. Like, I'm going to. Like, it's not only will that create more space for all of us, like, you can make this shot. Josh Jackson. You pull s- yeah. Well, Josh, seven Josh minutes Jackson. tonight in a blowout, dude. That's yeah, not good. Josh Jackson is out of the rotation. It's safe to say that the sun has set on any <laughs> chance of them competing this season. All right, folks, only one week left to get your official Count the Dings merchandise at cottonbureau.com slash count the dings. Whether you want a golden do-rag t-shirt or a pin, it's available for one week only. That's cottonbureau.com slash count the dings. We're going to move on now to the new segment on the Daily Ding that we're going to throw out every now and then. We're taking questions from the Discord. These come from our Daily Ding Discord chat. So if you are a Patreon subscriber, you get access to the Count the Dings Discord. In that Discord, we have our own channel for the Daily Ding, and we're going to take questions from there a couple times a month. Uh, Rob, do you have those questions available? Yes, 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 I do. I have a a couple here tonight. Again, this is uh, coming from our Daily Ding Discord chat. If you're not a member of the Discord, patreon.com forward slash count the dings. First one comes from a friend of the show, uh, Megan at Megs Nicole E. 
Uh, she asks, and Fred already touched on this a little bit earlier, but it's always good to hear maybe a take from Waz or myself. What would you like to see on the Wizards? Who would you like to see on the Wizards uh, if a trade happens? And who would you package for said player? Um, if I can go first, uh, ideally, I, I'd love to see the DeMarcus Cousins pairing last year before he got injured and stuff. So that ship has sailed. Um, but if you could put anybody in the Wizards, mm, I don't know, maybe somebody in place of John Wall. Let's 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 call Charlotte John Wall for Kemba. Match the salaries. Let's do it. Let's shake it up. Shake up the East. I, I would love to see Jimmy Butler over there because these guys thought they hated their lives before. <laughs> Get Jimmy <laughs> Butler on that team. That would that would be incredible. So do we have any more questions? Yeah, I have one more from uh BC on Discord again, the Daily Ding Discord chat. He asks uh about a little dunk that came tonight vince carter had a nice little dunk little turnaround dunk uh should vince carter get a spot in the dunk contest do we want to see it we we can safely assume probably this is probably his last season do you do we think he can muster something up for one last run no 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 yeah i'm not even one of these people these ruin your legacy people it's just like we have enough respect for what Vince Carter has done for the dunk, the dunk contest, the in-game dunk, the what was even possible to do in games, like in traffic, on people, in games that freaking mattered, the like Rick Smiths, the the the, the Kembe Mutombo. That's not even to mention Frederick Vice. Like I'm just saying the names of the people he dunked on, and you guys all know who I'm what I'm exactly. talking about. Yep. So it's like we don't need Vince Carter to to to, to base himself and 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 be at like hat, a shell of himself in a dunk contest after what all the shit he's done. Well, it's that time on the show where we go to the line of the night. Uh, I I'm gonna go with C.J. McCollum. I think uh, anytime you put up forty and uh, you get a victory, you you deserve some recognition. So he goes five and ten from three, six assists, five rebounds. C.J. McCollum with the daily ding line of the night. Also, also CJ McCollum participated in the only game that involved at least one team that will play a meaningful game after Christmas. That's good. (laughs) And they won. (laughs) I mean, you know, Hey, the buck, the bucks came in with the best uh, differential in the league and the blazers beat them by 15. Thanks to CJ McCollum's 40. Also, thanks for, you know, I, I know this is going to help the Raptors climb up in the um, <laughs> the efficiency rankings. So I'm very happy about this. All right, guys. Suck, uh, that. Suck it, Zach Harper. <laughs> uh, don't forget to check out the basketball buds. Uh, we had Sam Amick in on the show and Nerder She Wrote will be out later on this week. Uh, check out the new BOMM podcast that dropped on Tuesday. A uh, little bit of uh, reminiscing about Obama. Justin Bieber breaking down in the hood and uh, Jade had some problematic lyrics. Uh, make sure that you find BOMM on its own feed, subscribe, rate and review on whatever you use for, for podcasts, iTunes for the review though, if you can do it. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to the daily ding if you don't already. And, and please go and leave us a rating and a review. Those are important. We think, and uh, you know, uh, check out all the, all the feeds that we've got through count the dings including Kean Fahey's NFL pod, The Interceptable, and The House of Strauss with Warriors Wednesday coming up this week. For Big Waz, for Rob Lopez, I am Dave DeFore. Thanks for waking up with us. <laughs>